All right. Thank you for tuning live into Line for Line with Devon Booker. I have a special guest, my good buddy, Mike Adams, in the building. How are you today, Mike? Uh, it's been a weird day, but we're ready to talk about comics. Yeah. <laughs> I greatly appreciate you for taking the time to come out today and talk to us today. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. Like, Marvel right now. That Everyone wants to know the million-dollar questions. What's going forward for this next phase and what to expect and who to bring into the mix? I don't know. Here's the thing. Is we already know that phase four is already hitting one rewrite. Uh-huh. So... Whatever they're going to do next is going to hinge on what happens with the Sony deal. Uh-huh. So if they're going to launch into a whole Spider-Verse, which is something I told you that I thought might happen, mm-hmm. if Sony doesn't go forward with, their own, with... If Sony doesn't go forward with their own project and build like a Spider-Verse on the Sony side and and let, let De- uh, Disney and Marvel do their thing, uh-huh. like that would be a tragedy because they would lose some of the best writing talent, the actors, and an established storyline that everyone already really likes. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't know, like, with the with the buzz that's happening across the internet and that they're going to come back with a new deal to pull not Spider-Man but the rest of the Spider-Man uh, universe from the Sony rights into the Disney world, like, so Disney might push a Marvel Spider-Verse that would be an even better product than what a Sony Spider-Verse might be. Yeah. Do you feel like one side is trying to force the other side to show their hand, you know, really call their bluff with the deal? Or how do you feel that's going on? Who knows? Like, that's all Hollywood voodoo. Yeah. Like, there's, so many, there's so many people involved and everyone's got their finger in everyone's little pie. And, yeah. Like, they're all just trying to get rich at the end of the day. So, like, let's just all get on the same page and make a product that everyone likes yeah. and just stop screwing around. Yeah. Like, so- just, just... Buy Sony, be done with it. Yeah. It's not like you don't have the money. Like, it's not like they don't have, there's just probably some imaginary black file with leverage over all of Sony's assets. Like, just use it, get the product, be done with it. Yeah. So they're saying that they want um, Venom or Spider Man to appear in the other's movies. And I really just feel like the way they really hyped Venom up, Spider Man would not be able to, like, fight with him at all. He, like, literally just destroys everyone and everything. Like, how would that even work? Um, okay, so there's one line in Venom that they so briefly mentioned about what happened in New York, and they just don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Like, that leaves the whole back side of the story happening. Now, obviously, we're dealing in the, the Marvel side with the much younger Peter Parker. Uh-huh. And so he hasn't run afoul of Eddie Brock. But timelines are really wobbly. Like, yeah. I mean, even though we know that these happened out of sync, like, who knows? They can do some, you know, finger wiggling. And yeah. What if, what if Eddie Brock isn't, you know... Uh, mainstay Earth. What if he's like Earth six one four Eddie Brock and like yeah. if they push the multiverse in another because like they got real close in, in in Far From Home where they mentioned it they didn't actually go there exactly right? yeah and so what if they actually just go there because we all know it's standard canon like alternate universes happen exactly so if alternate universe Venom comes to the main universe with Spider Man all of a sudden we can have Spider Man and Venom on the same page. Now, as for the power level, who knows? Spider-Man did a lot of stuff in that last movie that wasn't really, like, uh... It wasn't, like, I mean... Him and the... Him and the... The scene with him in the plane where he's retooling the suit. Uh-huh. Like, and, like, becoming the heir apparent to Tony as they're kind of pushing in the storyline. Like, that's genius-level Peter Parker stuff. That's less, like, rough-and-tumble Peter Parker stuff that we see in some adaptations. Exactly. So, I mean, does Peter Parker evolve into a more rough-and-tumble Spider-Man? Could be. Yeah. That character could fight Venom. 
that would be pretty cool because if you notice in the comics, he was always able to outsmart him, not necessarily outfight him, you know. With the well, strength. here's my favorite thing about the whole, like, so if you go back into the comics about Spider-Man and Venom, is that Spidey Sense doesn't work on the symbiote because it, it bonded with Peter Parker and Peter Parker rejected it. Uh-huh. So there are a lot of times early in the comics when Venom would ambush Spider-Man and Spider-Man wouldn't know it was coming. Yeah. And he would just get murder <laughs> and he would just leave him there and then just dip off like it was nothing that was insane i'm really excited to see carnage come into play too because out of all the symbiotes he was like my favorite you know um so that arc maximum carnage that got turned into a video game got a lot of hype and like that was in my like real early like comic book days uh-huh. and the artwork kind of carnage drew me to it because i'm like oh what is this Red and black ultra spider looking thing. Yeah. Find out. Oh no, Cletus Cassidy is actually a crazy person. He's an insanely crazy person. Legitimately a bad guy. And then, like, he drew. So his, like, spider family, like, is a cluster of of rejects and horror show, sideshow attractions. And, like, his spider family was, like, real cool to look at on the page with Shriek and the Doppelganger and, uh, did he have a Hobgoblin or a Demigoblin in there somewhere? Mm -hmm. So, like, they were real cool artists to look at. But, like, ultimately, like, crazy. Like, that that team was bad news bears for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really interesting choice is Woody Harrelson. Like, Woody Harrelson kind of looks like, you know, Cletus Cassidy. Like, uh-huh. And, like, they did, like, the red curly hair kind of. And, and, like, we'll see. Like, Woody's a really good actor. Yeah. He'll probably be able to pull it off. Like, he'll be able to do some, like... Version of it. My main thing is how do they introduce him into like the next one? You know, like how does he get some of the symbiote? So that that's so if Eddie goes like if they run it the way it does in the in the comics, Eddie goes to jail and they share a cell. But with the post credit stinger of Eddie going to meet him in jail, like who knows? Like Eddie might have lost part of the, part of the symbiote there. Mm-hmm. Like that would be all it needs to bond with Cletus and then become carnage and then spray himself in jail. So I feel like it will open up to him getting out of jail, breaking out of jail as, like, Carnage or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, like, in the in the early panels of Maximum Carnage, Cletus Cassidy's being hauled down the hallway in a gritty Hannibal Lecter style. Uh-huh. And he's singing, like, a, like a, like a nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. And, like, the end of it's, like, something about, and I'll be red because you all are dead. And then, like, the signal comes out and he starts acting very dark and stuff. It's pretty freaky. Oh, wow. What the hell? Yeah. Wow, wow. So will we see Spider-Man back in the MCU or what? How is it going to play out so we can render our decision on that and change top subjects? Mm-hmm. Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man so far, I think. Yeah. Um, only because I like both of his movies more than I liked any two of the other movies. Mm-hmm. Like the third Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire... That was blue. <laughs> they tried so hard. I'm like, bless them, but nah. But in their defense, they didn't have all of like the updated technology and no. everything that they have but now, was, you know? Not even that. Just the writing. Like, just the writing for the story. Like, they could have done, they could have, they could have, they could have packed less into that story and fleshed out a little bit of character work. And like, uh-huh. I don't know. Like, I think they could have done a better job of that story. Also, in the casting of uh, Topher Grace and Tugboat Bar against each other, because they were like, supposed to be like doppelgangers uh-huh. but like Eddie Brock and Peter Parker don't look alike in the comic books no so like why would you cast two similar characters to play two very different characters mm-hmm. like, I don't, like 
just as a fan, like I'm sure there's some Hollywood reason for it, but just from a fan's perspective, like you're not even close to the aesthetic of what the comics pushed. Gotcha. Like Brock is always supposed to be huge, like and kind of a little brutish, and Topher Grace did not come off as brutish <laughs> or a thug like, in the movie. Like yeah, he came off just like a like a watered down Peter Parker. <laughs> That's so funny. So yes, to back in the MCU. Right Absolutely. Now. Like why would we? Go backwards. We're so far forward. Yeah, like going backwards seems foolish. Now it was tough to have it reboot. You know, again. We're yeah, we're third time. Yeah, we're sick of seeing that. You know, because it's like you can only go yes. so far with it. And it's not all that. Yeah, and all the money's already right there. Even the chairman said that Marvel does it best. They like know how to write the perfect film for Spider Man and everything like that as well too. So for sure. Also, yeah. like, why are you gonna like if they're gonna if they're gonna pull all the Sony properties like. Can we please get a Fantastic Four movie that doesn't suck? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. And if we have Spider-Man in the mix, can we get Bombastic Bagman in there? Yeah, oh my god, my god, my god. Oh my, there's so much coming forward to it. So, all right, so that's topic number one. We have Spider-Man returning Absolutely. back to the MCU. Yeah. Spider-Man has to come back. Like, it's just, it would be such disservice to the fans. That's just a cash cow right now, you know, and I don't know if Sony would be able to capitalize off of it. They, they, might, would, they would try. Yeah, and like I said, oh my gosh, you're on the page with Nightcrawler. Oh my gosh, in fifth grade, I had my teacher call me Nightcrawler for the last day of school. He was my favorite X-Men at the time, you know? It was between him and Wolverine, you know? That show was just awesome, like, my childhood. From the cartoon? Yeah, from the cartoon, yep. Nightcrawler. And then when they had X-Men Last Stand and everything like that, they actually had a decent one guy play him. I was in love with that. The Kurt so like, super interesting character. Like, when, uh, when Nimrod punched him in the heart, I was... I, one of the few moments in comic books where I was like, yeah. I'm going to put this down and come back in a minute. <laughs> That's so funny. You know who his mom is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like him being a mystique love child is, uh, is weird. Uh-huh. But like, I mean, I'm done. Like, let's, let's just do it. Like, let's write some crazy story with some back plot that doesn't really make sense. Like, also, well, I mean, if you want to take it back, like, I'm pretty sure mystique's in this book. Uh-huh. But, like, for a long time, there was only a rough guess on how old Mystique really was. Like, I mean, is a shape changer immortal? Like, yeah. some of the other moons she's been tied to in the past are technically immortal. Like, mm-hmm. does her shape changing give her immortality? Like, who knows? Yeah, that would be cool. So how come, like, growing up, there was always, like, a theory on who his actual father was? Because in one section, you'll see it's Magneto. But then you would throw in the mix that they would say it was Wolverine that's his father. All that was just conjecture. Because they hadn't fleshed the storyline out. Yeah. So we don't know who his actual father is. We just know Mystique is his mother. No, no Azazel's his father. Well, I mean, Azazel's supposed to be his father. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he essentially looks like Azazel and has Azazel's powers. Uh huh. So. Nice. Okay. I just remember there always being, like, a little bit of, like, foggy area around that. So that's pretty cool. So now, since we're already on the subject of Marvel, how do you feel about these streaming ones that they have that are going live on Disney Plus. I'm not gonna say anything until I watch a bunch of them. Yeah. And by a bunch of them, I mean all of them. I probably watch all of them with a bunch of my friends. And then we can have a long conversation about it. What type of ploy do you think it is though? Oh, it's just a, I mean, they're trying to make their own revenue service. Like, they're just looking to make another dollar. Like, yeah. <laughs> is that what all powerhouses do, you know? That's tough to say. Like, the DC content is good. Mm-hmm. But it'll never have to draw Marvel though. Like they're using properties that are only popular with kids essentially. Like Teen Titans got its last big push through cartoons. Teen Titans go. I was so upset. 
like here's the thing: the original Teen Titans cartoon was good. Oh my god! Teen Titans Go was like it's like watching SpongeBob, dude. It's awful. Like, mm-hmm. and, but I guess I'm almost a forty year old man. So yeah. <laughs> I have made some seven, eight year olds might probably like it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh! I, I just I always said it. I wish they had a movie, and you know who else I feel like would have had a good movie, which. I heard several times it was in the works. They just couldn't find the right cast and find someone to write the script. But Static Shock. I wish Static Shock would have got its own movie. There that are, would have been amazing. There are so many people in Hollywood that want to make that happen. Yeah. And, like, Will Smith is one of those people. Uh-huh. Like, if you go back and watch old episodes of Fresh Prince, like, when Will Smith is in his... Uh, his when he moves out into the, the, uh, the pool house, he has comic books lining the top of his... Of, like... The baseboard from the top of the room. Uh-huh. And one of them is Static Shock number one. No way. Oh, totally. What? Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Static Shock number one. Totally. Easter egg. Well, it's in a bunch of shots. Like, it's in there a whole bunch of times. Easter... What? I'm going to have to Google the shit out of... Oh, excuse my language. I do not swear on my podcast. But I'm going to have to Google the mess out of that photo. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So, now we do see that they have She-Hulk coming to Disney+. Plus. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts on that? Um... And people may want to know who She-Hulk is exactly, if you can just iterate that for the fans. Uh, Adam Unterschein. So, She-Hulk is Bruce Banner's biological cousin, who through a blood transfusion gets part of the gamma exposure and goes into a permanent, milder Hulk state, Uh huh. but is also a lawyer. <laughs> so, she plays a critical role in a bunch of story arcs where uh, people are in trouble, people are trying to get out of jail, like... But also legitimate powerhouse in her own self. Like, uh huh. So like, her name is Jennifer. Oh, look in the book. That's why we have the encyclopedia there, okay. so we can make sure we give our listeners the real deal on top of our real spill. Let's see. Definitely a strong character. Though. I definitely will give her that. Was that Flint Marco on the page? <laughs> Sandman. Sandman. Flint Marco. I feel like they could. Oh my. Just the thing. Oh, centuries in there as well too. There's just so many people that they can capitalize off of. Well, Spider. We're gonna go back to Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Is that has, Flint Marco there? Yeah. Um, Spider-Man has one of the best, like, colorful rose galleries in the Marvel universe. Uh huh. Like. So that's why I was kind of let down with the last trilogy with um, Andrew Garfield when they teased the Sinister Sticks, you know, because. Now, the, now the thinking about it, now that I just said that, now I can understand why they're pushing for like a seven movie deal with Spider-Man in case they can bring more villains into it. Because obviously I feel like he would only maybe get one to two more and the other ones he'll maybe pop up in Avengers or something like that if there was like a seven movie deal rewritten, you know? Pin bang. She always named Jennifer Walters. Um, back to that. I mean, they've already teased the sick members. Like, uh... Uh, Scorpion's tease in the first movie. Yeah, and with with Tobey Maguire. No, 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 no. no. And uh, I know he's in um, Far From Home. No, Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, Mac Mac Bargan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gar- okay. Mac Bargan's referenced in that one. And then you know, I thought for sure like there's a guy in one of the scenes in the um, Shield Hideout uh-huh. that like has like the look of Craven the Hunter, like. Mm-hmm. He's got that Eastern Euro dark hair, like goatee and mustache, and he's like he's tooling a, a sniper rifle, like while they go in. Yeah, I thought if they're gonna drop Craven Hunter here, like come on. You don't think that's something they'll bring in Black Panther? They used a different name for the character, um, so like maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could just be more movie magic. Like 
to the storyline. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, like in my in my heart of hearts, because Craven Hunter is one of my favorite Spider-Man films. Yeah. So I was like, are they really going to go here? Like, can, we, can we have this? Thing? I'm going to say Norman Osborn is my favorite, just because that's the OG. You got to show him some love. You know, the OG, like... I don't think... But he's like... So he's like... Joker and Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that. I think... And you might consider, like, maybe Venom, like, his Spider-Man spoil. But I really think there's more... Interpersonal conflict between Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, yeah, like, especially with the person with a personal relationship and the death of of uh, uh, Harry, Harry and like all those things that happen around those three or four people. You know? mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff back in there. Not as much with them. Like like yes, there's a there's a there's a connection because of the of the symbiote and stuff, uh-huh. but, but not like not like that. Not the same. Way. Mm-hmm. Craven Hunter's dope. I mean, look at him, man. He, like, who's like, look at his, he's got like a super iconic look. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Definitely something like out of the 70s, you know, the 70s type look. Totally. Yeah, definitely. But back to piggyback on what you're saying, like, they tease him a lot because you do notice when um, Matt Gargan met with um, the vulture in prison, he said, I got some guys, I want to meet him, uh, split, slit his throat, choke him out, some stuff like that. So maybe he's referring to his. Members of the Sinister character is essentially the Prowler. Like, yeah, oh my god. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Miles Morales' uncle, yes, he's... So we have, you know, we have a, the setup for people in and around, you know, the Spider-Man side of things just showing up at random. Uh-huh. Like, all the, all the footwork is laid. Like, now it just needs to have a story much, especially with what a good job they did with the Prowler and uh, Spider-Verse. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mahershala Ali played him, played his character, and now he's going to be the new Blade. I mean, Great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I hope I want him to all the have all the money. I want him to have all the accolades. Like I want everyone that has a finger in any of those projects to just continue to do well and make all the amazing stories for us to watch. Uh huh. I know we had a little back and forth online about the future of Blade, and like I threw out some nonsense. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna reiterate it. I hope that if if Wesley Snipes plays Dracula, he's not Dracula. I hope he's actually Blade that's given him the thirst, and I hope his new Blade is his son trying to kill him. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I hope, I hope that ridiculous story happens, even though I know it's not. <laughs> that would be so cool if Wesley Snipes is a part of this, you know? But I feel like maybe they'll just be like, you know what, that would be doing too much. You know, we'll have to pay him top dollar. You know, he'll probably make more money than the actual Blade. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know how the third movie did, but the second movie did really well. Yeah. And I know the, first, the residuals in the first movie still have to be going because it still gets used a lot in a lot of different places. Heck yes. Because it still gets played on cable, like, on the regular. Blade Trinity, too. That one's a lot, too. That one get played a lot. Does it? Yeah, I see it on TV a mm-hmm. lot. Ryan Reynolds is actually in there. Triple H? Triple H. Well, Ryan Reynolds played uh, um, Hannibal Kane, who's, you know, another strange character. But mm-hmm. also... Also, like a strange, like Wade Wilson type character. Yeah, too. exactly. Like, I feel like him playing Hannibal King was like just the final push to make a Deadpool movie because he like, like he comes out with like the 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 Ryan Reynolds delivery, mm-hmm. but also like the scene where they break into the to the um, the high rise. He's got a tag on that says "Hello, my name is F U." Yeah, like that was pretty. That was pretty like ballsy of a move in the movie. Like even though it had an R rating, but even like back then, like yeah, like, exactly, like, definitely. That sort of. That sort of wrongness was like, yeah, Marvel wasn't too into it. Exactly, yeah. Marvel just has some th- stuff coming, you know. But back to, like, touching on the She-Hulk thing. How do you feel that's going to play out? And what type of person will she be in? Um, I, it depends. Like, I, I, there's no way without seeing um, 
a rough cut, a teaser. Like they could write the story any way they want to. Mm-hmm. Who they're gonna tie in? Like, are they gonna like? Are they gonna do like a Jessica Jones thing? Or they're gonna give her like some like drawn out emotional conflict like like villains? Mm-hmm. Or are they gonna throw her right into an action series? That's they, cool. they can split down the middle. Like they can do both. Mm-hmm. Are the fans gonna want both? Mm. My thing is with these streaming series that they have to offer. I just hope it doesn't turn into like the aura and feeling of how it already is on Netflix, you know? Because it's like, I don't want it to be like too many episodes and you're like, all right, I can't even keep up with this because it's just so much. And how are you going to release them? Because you have several streaming ones hitting the platform. So how are you going to keep up with all of them? And you just have to make sure the timing is right, I feel like. You think they're going to dump all at once? I feel like they'll dump more than one at once. I wouldn't they say. They probably will. They'll probably see two or three at once. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, how are you going to keep up with all of them? Are they going to tie into each other? How is that going to work? So they'll probably run it like if they if they keep true to their other service, their other streaming products, they will run standalones for a first series to build a character to build character development and storyline, uh-huh. and then either after a season or two seasons, we'll start to see crossover and tie in. Unless they straight up write. A crossover series like they wrote for the Defenders. Yeah. Which was, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. It was okay. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, there's. What else, what else have they said besides there's uh, Captain yes. America and the Falcon? Yep. Winter Captain America and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Loki. Hawkeye's getting one. Hawkeye, oh, right. Is that new? Yeah, that's new. No, they said that when they first announced those ones. Did they? Because they said Shang-Chi is going to be an actual movie, okay. not, not a series. And then now they just um, added some today. They have She-Hulk coming, Mrs. Marvel Mrs. coming, Marvel. Yep. and Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight will be weird. Like, you think so? I hope so. I hope they make it weird. Yeah. Because like, the character, like, the character's a little deranged. Mm-hmm. So... Do you feel Marvel misses big on things as well, too? Like, what do you mean? Like, so, like, I, I feel like they miss big when it's time to introduce someone else, you know? I think it's interesting with the choices they make. Yeah, because it's like you have a stepping off point for major people, but you don't have, like, a stepping on point for new people. And when I say that, I feel like they don't capitalize. I feel like we should have got something out of the quantum realm, like... There should have been someone in the quantum realm that they introduced to us. Not saying that it's not possible because there still has to be another Ant-Man. And I know he's the one who brought us to the quantum realm. So it's like, but I just feel like they missed big right there. That's a whole nother, like, so like, I'm glad that they're going to like go into space and like the space odyssey part of Marvel is going to show up. Uh huh. But yeah, quantum realm. Extra like like parallel universes like all of that is still an untapped resource that we haven't talked about. Also, yeah. we haven't talked about like hell below hell, uh, what goes for like heaven or the ethereal realms or any of that. Uh huh. Like there's layers of Marvel U that we haven't described yet. Exactly, so, and we're only in 2019 right now. So imagine what it'll be like in 2043 when, when we'll have that. When all of this is so standard that we're like, cool. Like yeah. Not, like I don't well I don't know like. For some of us, like they grew up wanting this so bad, and like having to watch bad seventies Thor, and bad seventies <laughs> Captain America, and Dolph Lundgren Punisher, like yeah, like that had to subside us all for so long. And when we finally got a good product, we're like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. When Thomas James Punisher came out, we were all so excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for real Punisher story, sweet. 
how do you feel Miss Marvel will be? I feel like that will be like a high school based ordeal where they're covering her in high school, you know? I think visually it's going to have a really great appeal because if you look at the way the product is drawn and the artwork's laid out, like mm-hmm. it's very colorful. It also has a real good color contrast with the setting and the, like the character's costume and the way she uses her powers. Uh-huh. Are, like visually appealing. So it depends. Like if they stay true, like if they get close to the wheelhouse of like the way, the way it's written in the comics, um, I think that would be a product. But kind of depends. Like it also could be one of those things where it got a little touchy with people, like because of who she is and like, uh-huh. where she's from and people don't want to like offend anybody but like you're going to talk about the whole world like talk about the whole world exactly yep 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 yep. she's Indian I believe or something along those lines correct um I believe so she in this one she's, she should be in there yes sir that's like Wikipedia. I remember seeing her because I, I do know that she wanted to be like Captain Marvel so bad that's why she called herself Mrs. Marvel she would go around following her around and trying to emulate her and be like her, which made it really good to see. She's a Pakistani American. Pakistani but American. Muslim. Okay. So. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And yeah, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. She was actually friends with Spider Man as well too. Like they mm-hmm. actually stay right across the bay from each other or wherever you want to say, like and New York as well, and they've crossed paths so many times. Well, I mean, New York's not a big place. Like, if you think about how many superheroes are based in New York, like, uh-huh. you all bump into each other a lot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you think about it, mostly everyone comes from New York. I wonder why that, too. I'm, I'm going to Google that and research why New York. Well, because it's like, like it's population density is off the chart. Like, yeah. Like, everything in the Midwest is super spread out. Like, you have a couple of big hubs of, of humanity around the country and then, like, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, you have, like, Los Angeles, like, like, really, you have, what, New York, Chicago, like, Chicago's not even on the same scale, and L.A., uh-huh. so you have the two, like, poles of the country, and, like, I guess maybe Miami down south, but, like, everything else, mm-hmm. population, that's, it doesn't even come close. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely understand that. So, how do you feel about the end of the Infinity Saga? I mean, we're going to call it the end, definitively, like, I mean... I guess. Like, yeah. It's not going to be done. Like, so there's gonna, we're going to see the Infinity Stones again sometime in the... Oh, who knows? They can do whatever they want. Yeah. We already... Listen, like, like Thor's not done. Thor's still fat. Yeah. <laughs> Thor's still got some issues over what happened last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think anybody has, has resolved all the issues from what happened in in, in, uh, in the last one. Exactly. I definitely feel that that's going to be a great movie. Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm so... I'm so... Freaking excited! Jane Foster's coming back. I listen when when they when they put that out the first time, everyone lost their minds about Thor. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's so good! I want it so, good. and like, I bought the first couple of issues just because I was curious to see where the story was going. I was satisfied. Like, I like the way it was written. Yeah, I like the artwork especially. Like, I like that Jane kind of had an attitude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm digging it. That's so cool. If they go that way, I'm pretty sure they will because Natalie Portman's. Like, I think, like, the character that she was given in those, in, in the in the first movies, like, is kind of like milk toast, you know? It's mm-hmm. not really hot or cold. Like, I think we're going to see her turn up to 10 and be Thor, like, yeah. that's what's up. Oh, wow. So is it going to be a love triangle, like I'm hearing? Because they're saying Valkyrie is going to be, like, the first LGBTQ 
Pushing into the... We'll see what happens. As a, oh, my. And I hear that the Guardians are going to make a special appearance in that movie as well, too. Why not? The As Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Like, that's so cool how they tie that in together, too. Yeah. Like, if you... Like, if you go back, like, the space characters, like, crossover everywhere the most. Because mm-hmm. um, space is, like, like, Earth is a dot, space is everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, with, like, when the Asgardians break away from Asgard and, like, well, I mean, the rest of the universe is out there. Yeah. Like, like Midgard is a plane and, like, the rest of the universe revolves around, like, all of it. So, like, we've got... How many different space grinning races? Like, yeah. maybe 15 or 20? Like, I mean, let's just talk about the Skrulls and, like... Oh, my gosh. Don't mention the Skrulls because we don't know who the Skrulls are right Skrulls, now. Skrulls are running around. And, like, if you go from Marvel, you know, we've got Shi'ar and, like, who knows? I mean, we don't bazillion guys out there in the galaxy. And all the stories we can write about them, they're not even characters in canon. Yeah. Marvel. Not all of them are. So you feel like Marvel's just going to be, like, a running battery? Like, they're never really going to die down? No. I mean, look how big this, like... We're looking at a book that's called uh, The Marvel Encyclopedia Updated and Expanded. And this is a pretty big book. And this book doesn't even get close. Yeah. Like, Odin has a paragraph. <laughs> and Omega Red is under him, and he has a slightly bigger paragraph. <laughs> a slightly bigger paragraph. Odin is that guy. So they said that he was actually one of the first people to assemble all the Infinity Stones. Tell me what do you think about that? Because people want to know. And after that, I have another question for you that we need to know. Mm, I mean, what do you do with them? Do we know? We, we don't know. We don't say. Because obviously we just saw the Infinity Gauntlet in Od- Odin's um, vault. Well, you saw you saw something that looked like the gauntlet. Yeah. Like. And Mahalo said it was fake. Mahalo did say it was fake. So, what is it? Like, what was that? Yeah. Was, did he have an idea? Did he have the idea before Thanos did? Like... Did he have an idea that he was going to race, like, I don't know, the Frost Giants? Yeah. The Dark Elves? Maybe. But we don't know because Odin's dead. Yeah. Or from what we know. We never know because anything can happen. Dead, dead, like, comic book dead. Dead meditations. <laughs> and this ne- All right, this is a true question that everyone wants to know. If Vibranium comes from Wakanda... No, Vibranium comes from space. Well, yeah, if it... Okay, so, okay. Vibranium comes from space. The first place we know of it showing up is Wakanda breaking through Africa. Right. So then how did Howard Stark get the vibranium for Cap Shield? Because we still don't know how that happened. Good. They never touched it. Never touched it. So story-wise, we know that Wakandans infiltrated all parts of the world, right? Uh-huh. I would bet that some of them had vibranium weapons as Killmonger found in a museum, right? Uh-huh. So Howard Stark is one of like the top five, six... Seven, eight, ten smartest men on the planet. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you heard rumors of some sort of mysterious alloy somewhere in the world, he probably paid someone a lot of money to get a piece of it. Yeah. And probably piece of it enough to make a shield out of it. We don't know if it's solid vibranium, because, you know, like we see that one cut down one that Tony uses to uh, build the array where it's kind of separated out and it's got uh-huh. some like thin pieces and pieces that are woven around, like the construction of the shield could be a bunch of different stuff. I mean, we see it get chopped up in the last movie. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like a solid disc, but I mean, it's a piece of metal. Like, you can forge it in a whole bunch of different ways. So. Yeah. Who knows? That's so cool. Captain America. Captain America, speaking of him, people will say that they still want to tell more to the story of him. So, how, how does that work? I don't know. Is Chris Evans done? He said he was done, but I'm hearing that there's talks of him already ready to sign another contract with him. Well, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure if if, if if he signs another contract, we'll know, like, real shortly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, how many, like, Steve Rogers slash Captain America, one of the most iconic Marvel characters, you know? You know, top ten, probably. Mm-hmm. So, why not write more stories? Or if something happens terrible to the Falcon, who has his run as Cap, and Cap comes back, like, maybe... I hear that they're already facing backlash on that of him being Captain America. What for what? And you, you already know the first thing people push because he's black. Because you already know the race. You already know the race cars. You already know the race cars got to be there. You already know. Listen, we already had a conversation about this. Yeah, you already know why the race race car because he's black and that's America's hero. You know. I go. Yeah. I, I could care less who plays the character. Anthony Mackie's a great actor. Uh huh. Like if they're gonna write a good story around it, I'll watch it. Yeah. So especially like, if it's gonna be, especially if they're gonna run Sebastian Stan and if they make it together, and like, like hopefully they have some good on onset chemistry. Like Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie have great onset chemistry. Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan have great onset chemistry. So like, like if they're gonna have a love triangle, like, <laughs> I, hope, I hope their leg is still good. Yeah, I love, I love him. So how Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier? What is he gonna be? Because you see, he's in Wakanda, and they're trying to call him the. White Wolf, wolf. Enough. yeah. So, what's up with that character? Well, the White Wolf is part of the. He's a special military agent over there, right? Right. Well, he was. He like yeah. He was. He was a dude that lived in Wakanda. Now, I don't think he was. I don't think he was Bucky in the storylines originally. Uh huh. I think he was just a dude. Mm-hmm. He's just a dude. His name's like Hunter or something like right. that. But they found a convenient loop in the storyline where they could plug Bucky in there. Uh huh. Use him for later parts of the story. Which was smart on their part. That was great storytelling. Yeah, I definitely like it. Makes, it. it makes the story clean, so they don't have to add another character. Like, people get the, the bump of nostalgia if they're, like, hardcore into Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know? That's okay. Black Panther, the Tale of Two Kings? That's what we have coming? Well, I, don't, I don't know what the next project, project's called. That's what it's called, Two Tale Kings? Two Kings. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that um, Namor is going to be the villain because you... You know more than I that Namor actually flooded Wakanda, and that's when Black Panther he um, disowned all the mutants and banned all mutants from Wakanda. Uh, the Submariner. What page is that right there, of the book? Two fifty nine. That's a lot of pages, and I'm pretty sure there's at least two hundred more pages from just that page. There's just so much more for them to do, and there's just so many characters. And he, you see, he has a whole page. He does whole page, bunch of paragraphs. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of history. Like he's been around. When, excuse me, when did you first come in contact with him, or how were you introduced to him? Um, you know, I honestly couldn't tell you. No more the Submariner, and they actually gave him a great nod in Avengers Endgame when Nat was talking to. Okoye, and she said, what, what about those tremors? She said, it's a mild subduction under the ocean. We do nothing about it. I feel like that was a perfect nod to Namor. Something going on in his hometown. And that's probably how the flood happens in the next Black Panther. Possibility. I'm just throwing theories out there. I'm a theory guru, just to let you guys know. Finding some great information over there on Namor. No, not really. This is all pretty topical. Yeah, no, nothing much covered there. Also, how are they going to introduce the X Men? And I'm hearing that 
the X Men may not even be called the X Men. Mm, or mutants. Like what they call them, you know, enhanced. Enhanced individual, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Charles Xavier. I feel like they have to play, have someone play him the right way. You know, they've been showing the X Men no love lately. You know. Um, I have a lot of weird feels about the X Men movies. Yeah. I think I think X Two was the best of a lot of them. Uh-huh. And that's all I'm gonna say. Did you see Dark Phoenix yet? Of course. Was it good? Come on, dude. The trailer made it look really, really good. It was a movie. Yeah? The trailer gave me goosebumps, though. No. They would, you would, those goosebumps would go away in the, in the, in the theater. Like, oh, no. That's no good. That's it, was no not, good. it was not a great movie. Because who, who who made this one? Dark Phoenix? Because it wasn't Marvel, right? No, was it MCU? It's a, it's a Sony project. Sony project. Yeah. Ah, see. But you see, you can't say they didn't strike gold with Venom. No. And honestly, like I was surprised at how good Venom was. And I surprised how much I laughed at Venom. Really? Yeah, the interplay between Eddie and the symbiote got me like like I have a pretty dark sense of humor and like some of that stuff uh-huh. tickled my point ball pretty hard. Yeah, and I was probably one of like six or seven people in the theater because I saw it real early in the morning. Uh huh. And like me laughing hard was I was the only person I found in the theater. Oh wow, <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. His story is actually gonna be pretty good going forward. I'm like I really do look forward to seeing the next Venom, and I just hope there's some some way they can work it out with Marvel as well too. Well, I mean, I mean, we're gonna maybe like, I mean, we'll have to know sooner or later, like, because we already know that they're pushing for the project to happen with with the next volume already. Uh-huh. So it's gonna either be an MCU project or it's not. Nice. I mean, we'll know as soon as they start filming, essentially. Gotcha. So wrapping up, we have a couple of answers to our most important questions revolving Captain America, the series going forward, and all of that good stuff. Definitely we'll be cutting tonight's podcast short and we will definitely say have a great night to everyone and thank you for listening.